Hello, and welcome to the Heartland Teaching Podcast, sponsored by the UMKC Regional Professional Development Center at Union Station. Our mission is to bring educators together for meaningful conversations about the challenges and successes of teachers in the Heartland. So sit back and relax and enjoy our show. Hey, good afternoon, Brett. Hi, Teresa. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? It's a beautiful day outside. I know. I'm loving it out there. It's, I, I'm just, I can't believe this weather right now. And I think the bottom's going to drop out of it in about three hours. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So uh, we may as well enjoy it as long as we can today. All right. Well, that sounds good. Well, t- well last week we talked, uh, you know, we did our check-in and everything. This week we uh, are going to talk about courageous uh, leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, I think, you know, these Wednesday exchanges that we have have just been, you know, so joyful. And, you know, we've had some levity and some seriousness. But, you know, as things continue with uh, this pandemic, I am standing witness to a lot of courageous leadership. And I'm sure you are as well. So, you know, what what better topic than courageous leadership for today? Right. Well, so let's dive into it real quick because uh, we've got, it, it is a great topic, and and uh, you've got we've got a lot of stuff we can touch on here. So, starting off with courageous leadership, what are some what are some things that you can talk to us about? Yeah, well, you know, I think courage is something that we have all the time, but it is most disclosed during times of crisis. And as I think about some tips or some ideas for courageous leadership, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is a courageous leader really has to get, well, they have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. They have to be willing to be vulnerable because when we are courageous, it is not always the easy route and we can feel stressed and uncomfortable and we have to be vulnerable enough to let those we lead see that in us, uh, see that sometimes we make missteps, but we clean it up. And so, you know, get comfortable with not being, get comfortable with being uncomfortable and just be who you are, be real and be vulnerable. That to me is one of the epitomes of a courageous leader. Yeah. I think we've seen that emerge um, throughout this, this whole coronavirus uh, crisis, because at first, you know, none of us knew what this entailed. And there was a lot of fear and a lot of misinformation out there. And what we've seen from our leaders, from our, from our leaders who have shown courage in it and, and, you know, in and out of education, we've seen Mm -hmm. it. Um, Those that showed the most courage were the ones who um, wanted to stick with facts, uh, make good decisions to keep people safe. uh, And, and go ahead and move forward with a plan quickly. Yeah. And, you know, Brett, that's exactly what I think another attribute is. It's confronting that reality head on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, besides what I said about being comfortable with being uncomfortable and being vulnerable, the courageous leaders that you just described, I think, are confronting the reality of the situation head on. You know, they're willing to say something has to change. And they face the possibility of not pleasing everyone, but they're confronting it head on. Well, I think even when they don't please anybody or they, or, or they don't, not anybody, but when, they, when they've made 
some people angry with their decisions, mm -hmm. they're, they're still, they're still willing to, uh, to hear those people out. Absolutely. And I, man, you're doing, you are just like feeding into my, uh, my definitions of courageous leadership, which to me shows that you absolutely possess your own courageous leadership and that you're a good steward of leadership. But, you know, a courageous leader also seeks that feedback. You know, they are active mm -hmm. listeners. And, you know, that unfiltered feedback, that raw feedback, you know, sometimes it hurts and sometimes it's really hard to hear. But a courageous leader knows, you know, I, they don't have all the answers and they have um, intellectual humility. They let go of their egos. They look to others for constructive disagreement. They, they really relish that healthy debate. And, you know, I say this many times, like if you came to a Tulipana family dinner, you might think we hate each other because we love to debate. And we get loud and we get raucous and we really embrace that healthy debate. Well, I think a true courageous leader has that same feel with those that they lead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. And uh, so, so then what's, what's next uh, for our courageous leaders out there after they've listened and they've, and they've encouraged people? What, what's next? Yeah. So, yeah, they've been vulnerable. They've confronted the reality. They're listening. But then, you know, maybe this next step could be the hardest for some people. It is that a courageous leader says what needs to be said. They are willing to have those difficult <coughs> conversations, bless you. And they are willing to realize that conflict can be healthy. And so they deal with conflict. They face issues. They do not shy away from it because they keep the mission, vision, and values of the school or organization they're leading at the forefront. And when, when, those, when that mission, vision, and values are violated, they're willing to stand up and say what needs to be said, even if it's difficult. Mm -hmm. So, and if they've got, if they've got people uh, who aren't really toeing the line, they would they would let those people know right right then is that, yeah absolutely is that kind of where you're going yeah absolutely because you know sometimes i i've witnessed leaders you maybe have to that they just kind of brush the issues under the rug you know oh i'm not going to address this uh person who's not doing what needs to get done or i'm i'm not going to address the gossip or i'm even things as small as i'm not going to address you know the violation in our um a tire that we're expected or the time we're expected to be at work. If you keep brushing those things under the rug, it's going to end up being a larger problem down the road. So those courageous leaders say what needs to be said. They say, Hey, you were late for the meeting. Hey, you violated this norm. Um, even if it's uncomfortable. So, okay, so they're just keep holding people accountable. They're yeah. they're moving through things. Okay, Which, and so what's the next? Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think that kind of leads into like they're going to take action. You know, if there is a performance issue, they're not going to ignore that performance issue. They are going to address, you know, someone who's not performing well or someone who's cancerous or toxic to the environment. 
um, they're okay. If they need to reassign someone to a different team or a different role, um, but they take those performance issues seriously and are willing to take action. And I'm not saying take action by getting rid of someone. I mean, they will invest in someone. They will coach them. They will provide additional supports, but they're not going to just let someone who is underperforming uh, continue on not contributing at the highest level possible. Mm-hmm. Well, Teresa, that, that brings me to a question for mm-hmm. you and just a, just kind of an opinion question. If you're, I mean, in a time of crisis, mm-hmm. right, which is where, you know, kind of what, where we're at with this courageous leadership. Yeah. Is it, you know, I know they have to take, they have to take uh, those performance issues into account. Is it best to move forward quickly on that? Is it best to, you know, like, uh, if you've got a, somebody who's not behind the message, is it best to, to move them aside or is it best to just get rid of them completely? Yeah. So I, in my opinion, and like you said, this is just kind of an opinion question. Um, it does not matter if we are in times of feast or famine or crisis or calm. A courageous leader is going to confront a performance issue. Okay. But I don't want you okay. to hear me say that means they move them out. I want right. to hear want you to hear me and our listeners to hear me say it means you address the performance issue. You make the expectations mm-hmm. clear to make sure that the individual knows what the expectations are. You ask what supports do you need from me in order to t- achieve success, and then you provide provide regular coaching, monitoring, and feedback. You know, that is the gift that we give our employees before we make a decision whether they continue to be employed or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so good, good advice there. So what's next on our, uh, for our leaders? Our well, leaders? and I think the next thing kind of goes with what we were just talking about. It, it's about being open with your communication, you know, communicate openly, communicate often, you know, communicate those expectations don't communicate them once, communicate them regularly. Um, communicate just, you know, just like you and I, when we do these Wednesday exchanges, we just talk, right? We try right. to avoid jargon. Um, we try to avoid sounding hoity-toity. Um, now, sometimes we slip into jargon because it's the world that we live in. But a courageous leader isn't so focused on the right words they're focused on the right message and they communicate right. that openly and often. Now I have heard, and maybe you've heard the same thing. I've heard during this pandemic crisis that uh, some leaders have concerns about, you know, slamming people's inboxes because we're doing so much virtually that our inboxes become full. And just yesterday I was on a uh, zoom meeting with Beth and Todd Whitaker And they gave some great advice on this communicate open and often. They said, Todd said, um, how frequently do you get upset if you get a communication that says, hey, well done and highlights a success? (laughs) Well, never, right? You can slam my inbox with that 20 times a day and I'm not going to get annoyed. And Beth made the point that for other types of communication, have a plan. 
you know, if it's every Monday that you send out something that's predictable in the timing and the format, you know, you're not going to be overwhelming people with your communication. So during this time of conference, if in conflict and crisis, if any of our listeners are worried that we're sending too much, think about that. Think about what system can I put in place that makes my communication regular and predictable? And is anybody really going to get tired if I tell them they're doing a great job? That's really good. I like that. That's good advice from Todd Todd and Beth Whitaker. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of leads into another element of uh, courageous leadership. If you think about it, Um, you know, Todd said people don't get tired of hearing that they've done something well. Well, courageous leaders, they give credit to other people. They're not looking for praise themselves. You know, they have that intellectual humility I talked about earlier. So instead of looking for praise, they praise others. They make that public, mm-hmm. um, if the person's comfortable with public praise, they let their employees know regularly they've done a good job. Whenever possible, they give the credit to others. They don't, they don't hog the credit, but they take more than their fair share of blame. So if something goes wrong, a courageous leader will take more of the blame than is maybe fair and if something goes well, they'll give that away. Yeah, I've known a lot of people like that. I've known a lot of leaders like that. Mm-hmm. They'll give the credit where credit is due. But the best part about them, and I've had, you know, I've had bosses like this that, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger and messed up all the time, <laughs> or not all the time, but you know what I'm talking hey, about. We like, all- you know, when I would do something, right. Uh, they would help me through that, but they were not happy with, it. you know, they, they right. didn't want it to happen again. But they backed me and I never forgot that. I mean, they, they took, they took the, the blame for that. That's, that is yeah. definitely courageous uh, leadership. So what else, do you, yeah. what else do you have there? You know, I think another thing about courageous leaders is they hold themselves accountable. That's why they're willing to take blame and they're willing to admit when they've made a mistake. That kind of goes back to that first uh, near the, the first tip about being vulnerable. So they hold themselves accountable. They admit when they're, when they make mistakes. And even though they have such high expectations for themselves, um, another thing they do is they're willing to delegate to their employees. Like they have confidence in their staff. Mm-hmm. They're willing to delegate responsibilities. They create that environment where, where employees are okay with making mistakes, you know, yeah. um, kind of that risk taking risk taking environment and you know sometimes when we make take risks you know we make mistakes and so a courageous leader is going to stand behind their employees even if they've made a mistake mm-hmm. uh, to help them know that they're trusted mm-hmm. uh, provide some quality feedback to them but but just to say to them you know what I'm in your corner I got your back right you know and uh, I was just having a, a conversation with a colleague yesterday who is talking about it, it and it goes both ways because uh, they're kind of in, in a middle management position. And what they've realized is they get, they get delegated a lot of responsibilities from above. Mm. You know, these are ideas that people, people have above them. And then they say, Hey, take this on and run with it. And sh- you know, mm-hmm. they do a great job with it. And, you know, they are really looking for the feedback from their boss, but also, mm-hmm 
a little bit of credit for taking it past the idea phase, right? Yeah. And so then when we were talking about, you know, uh, the conversation led to, well, you know, you're, you're in the middle there. Do you ever delegate your ideas to somebody else? And how important is it for you to give them the credit when they ex- exceed your expectations, you know? And so it goes back to all levels with that delegation. Mm-hmm. It goes back to all levels that you're talking about there with courageous leadership. Yeah, which I think is a brilliant point there, Brett. You know, courageous leader doesn't mean superintendent, CEO, building principal. You know, a teacher can be a courageous leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An assistant well, the- principal can be a courageous leader. A counselor can be a courageous leader. Mm-hmm. Well, they're really where the rubber meets the road. And so they are they are really carrying forth the vision and the mission of the district. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I just think there's honestly just one more tip that's worth talking about today. I mean, I I, I bet if we asked our listeners, they could come up with, you know, a hundred different things that they think characterize a courageous leader. But for me, establishing those high standards for themselves and their staff, you know, that is the epitome of a courageous leader. They have personal standards that help them to reach their fullest potential. They have that internal drive and motivation. And when they demonstrate that to their employees, when they show how uh, innovative and ingenious and creative and driven and outside the box thinking they can be to reach their full potential, when their employees or teachers or parents or students witness that, Mm -hmm. you know, it inspires others to do the same thing. Right. I think that's, I think that's great. So yeah. Teresa, do you so have any other, yeah. What are some other, any other uh, ideas or. You know, honestly, I would just say um, that it is important for all of us to become stewards of courageous leadership. You know, we are standing witness right now to, to leadership all around us. Mm-hmm. And by taking a minute, to watch what um, doctors and researchers and nurses and teachers and uh, politicians and, and parents are doing right now, we can spot elements of courageous leadership that we would like to replicate in our own life. You know, this short list that we talked about, about, you know, being comfortable with uncomfortable and being vulnerable and, listening to feedback and accepting it, saying hard things, you know, addressing performance and communicating and high state, all those things we talked about, that's probably just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And so for me, as I'm watching uh, the news or reading articles, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see some things that are rounding out my definition of courageous leadership. And I'm, I'm sure you are as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, there's all kinds of examples of, of various styles of leadership out there right now. And, you know, uh, so it's, it's good to, to know that, hey, you know, just take a, take a moment to survey the field out there and find out what fits your style and what, where, where you'd be best. But I think, I think yeah. you've got a good list here of what, what it takes. Yeah. And so let's just all take the time during this uh, pandemic crisis just to tap into our courage. Let's live fearlessly in this moment. That's great. So Teresa, before I I let you go, 
do you have mm -hmm. do you have a I think you've got another um, leadership series coming up that you do you want to put it out there to people to um, oh absolutely yeah so we've been very um, fortunate and blessed with the Kansas City Missouri leadership development system that many national thought partners in education have been willing to join our weekly Zoom hangouts. Um, we have had Mike Rutherford, um, the author of The Artisan Teacher. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Beth and Todd Whitaker were our guests um, this yesterday on Tuesday. So next week, um, Adam Welcome, who wrote Kids Deserve It, will be our guest. So that'd be on April 14th. And then on April 21st, um, we'll be hosting Joe Sanfilippo, the author of Hacking Leadership. And they'll probably never hear this podcast, but I just have to say how grateful I am that these national thought leaders are willing to invest in the educators here in Kansas City, Missouri. So it's Tuesdays at 1 p.m., if anyone would like to join, they can reach out to you or I, and we can send them that Zoom link, and they're happy to join and learn from some of the best of the best in the education field. That sounds great. Well, thanks, Teresa, and uh, hey, just keep, keep uh, I'll see you next Wednesday for another Wednesday exchange. Hey, can't wait for next Wednesday. Wow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Heartland Teaching Podcast. Sponsored by the UMKC Regional Professional Development Center at Union Station. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please hit the subscribe button so that future podcasts will be made available to you at the touch of your podcast button. Please feel free to leave your comments on this podcast or register for one of our events by clicking the link on the attached podcast. We hope that we see you soon.